0: This is Wesler Media.
1: Hey guys, I'm Vince. Hi, nice, nice to meet you. To meet you. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this will be fun. So we'll get set up in the conference room back here.
2: When we were about to perform on Main Street Stage and we were joking around waiting to get up there, it was taking forever, and I was taking pictures and I was trying to get a picture of him and he wouldn't let me, he kept holding the cup up to the camera. I remember that <laughs> I just kept trying. And then eventually I got a picture and I, I like, I love that picture. It was the first picture I ever got of him. <laughs> That's when I started having a little tiny crush on you. I remember that. But we couldn't have a relationship because of the distance.
3: Oh, it was tough but, much life going on and couldn't, I mean, we couldn't do much about it.
4: I do remember going into the Celeste Center, though, before that and seeing some sneak peeks of the, the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill concert. I remember him starting his, his spiel. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's coming, finally.
1: <laughs> the Ohio State Fair and Wessler Media are proud to present... A Fair to Remember, discovering the stories of people behind this statewide tradition. This is season one, episode
0: three. Um, I had the ring and I had it in my pocket, and we were on the sky ride. I remember vividly thinking, don't drop it, don't drop the ring, don't drop the ring.
4: I think I might have said, don't drop it before I said <laughs> yes, but. <laughs>
1: Before we get to the love stories at the fair, think about this just for a moment. What if none of this ever happened? What if there was no fair? What if there was no Board of Agriculture? What if MB Bateman never suggested the fair have a permanent site? Would the fair even be where it is today? If those thousands of people didn't make those decisions, didn't do that work in the past? What if Brian Call's family never decided to continue in agriculture? Would they have made a trip to the grounds where he eventually met his wife, Jay Lynn? What if Michelle didn't get a job at the fair? What if she or the person hiring her made a different choice? Would Michelle be married to Matt McCoy today? And finally, in terms of this episode coming up, what if there was no state fair band? Would two band kids, Brian and Kristen, separated by about 200 miles in other circumstances been brought together and fallen in love? The answer is that nobody knows for sure. But what's so interesting about all of this is how one decision to create a state fair by a Board of Agriculture changed the course of history for so many people. And to go even deeper than that, for you personally, decisions you're making today could easily be impacting people hundreds of years from now. People that you may never even meet. And here's an example of that. Someone in the late 1960s made a decision to create a sky glider. Fast forward about 39 years later, after the sky glider debuted, Ryan Call made a decision that the Sky Glider would be a great place to make a proposal for Jay Lynn. And Jay Lynn made a decision that the Sky Glider sounded like a good idea.
5: So we would on the Sky Ride and I'm, you know, the most important thing about the Sky Ride is make sure you get off and you have your shoes. That You know, you still have your shoes at the end of the ride. So that's pretty much what I'm worried about, you know, keeping my flip flops on. He told me to look down and find some woman with like an orange, a bright orange shirt on. So I'm like trying to look and like, the whole thing is rocking, and I'm not a big fan of the Skyride Rocky, so I'm trying to, like, um, find this person he's talking about, like, because we love to people watch, you know. And so I don't even notice that he was pulling a ring out. So then when I look back at him, then that's when he proposed to me. So at that point, then, I have this loose um, engagement ring on my finger, and I'm trying to... Trying to make sure that it doesn't fall off. So I was really surprised, I guess, because I had no idea that it was even coming. Our kids are usually, like, on the pavement playing with sawdust, and they have built a little animal farm, like, or playing with tractors on the concrete. Or even if they're, like, watching a show, they have to take their bucket of toys. Everything is full full fare mode for them.
1: Our next story involves Matt McCoy and Michelle Brecher. It was during the summer of 1995 that he was a relatively new radio personality in Columbus. And Michelle, well, she was working in PR for the fair when she made a decision to walk past the north side of the Celeste Center and past a remote broadcast site for a radio station. That likely unconscious decision made by Michelle changed their lives for the better and forever.
4: So I was uh, walking around the evening of August 15th and uh, along the midway, um, kind of at the, the back end of Celeste Center, was um, the remote site for Wild Country. And uh, there was this really cute guy <laughs> at the table um, who I you know, hadn't really known. So I stopped to talk to him, make sure everything was OK. But that was Matthew.
0: Michelle made an impression on me. She did that day. Uh, I, you just meet somebody and you have a connection. and I had a I had a connection. I, I, at the time did I think, you know marriage and here we are 20 years later, no, but it was I was interested
4: It was a short conversation. And I walked away, but um, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I got you know, I started walking back towards my office and I had in my pocket two tickets for this for the sky ride and I thought, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask him to go on the sky ride with me when he's done with his shift. And I went back and he was gone. So later, I went back to the office and um, I told my boss, whose uh, name is uh, Jill Rainey Walls is her name, uh, but I went back to talk to her and I thought he was cute and she had a good relationship with the promotions director at the radio station, uh, Jeff Swearens, who went by Danger Boy yes. at the time at the station. Um,
0: I mentioned to Jeff at some point that, uh, you know, that Michelle is really cute and uh, and she was, she was very nice. And Je- I remember Jeff saying, funny you should mention that. <laughs>
4: Jeff and Jill were kind of working behind the scenes uh, to help coordinate. Matthew had no idea because um, one of his gifts is that he's oblivious, I guess.
1: So Matt and Michelle's respective bosses, Jeff and Jill, set up the very first meeting roughly a month after they first met at the fair. It wasn't anything real particularly too serious or special, just Buffalo Wild Wings and Bethel Road.
4: Matthew, however, did not consider that a date because we didn't drive together. So we had a couple, we had another lunch meeting, and I even went out to his house and then followed him to a remote that he was doing on a Saturday, but I didn't stay the full time. So the fourth time we went out, we went out to a movie uh, and he actually came over my house and picked me up. And so he didn't think we were dating until then. I thought I was going to marry him by the time we were having the lunch, um, <laughs> like two weeks before that. But
1: In a traditional sense, their first official date was to see the film That Thing You Do. Which,
0: by the way, uh, we saw because there was a state fair connection, right? Is, how, how did that go?
4: That's true. Um, there was a scene in the movie That Thing You Do, which was a Tom Hanks movie um, about a one-hit wonder band. Their song was called That Thing You Do. They're their one hit. Um, But the folks from the movie were in touch with the Ohio State Fair because they showed this band coming on their tour. One of their first stops was at the Ohio State Fair. So I got to work with um, some folks in the movie uh, production department pulling some historical photos and such for them to use.
0: In the time we were dating, Michelle had told me the story about her wanting on August 15th, wanting to take me on a sky ride, but I had already left. So when I realized I wanted to marry this girl, uh, idea popped in my head. How about on August 15th, 1997, on the sky ride, I proposed to her. We ate at the Schmidt stand before we went on the sky ride.
4: I do remember going into the Celeste Center before that and seeing some sneak peeks of the, the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill concert.
0: I had the ring and had it in my pocket.
4: I remember him starting his, his spiel. <laughs> I
0: remember vividly thinking, don't drop it, don't drop the ring, don't drop the ring.
4: <laughs> I thought, oh, it's coming, finally. <laughs> I think I might have said "Don't drop it" before I said
0: "Yes," but. <laughs> One of the things I vividly remember is the smile on Michelle's face after we got off the ride. I, you were just walking back after we got done with the ride, and it took her a while to say yes because I think she was just happy. Uh, but she had this huge smile on her face, and I was—it was—it was a good night. It was a very good night. First of all, the biggest reason I love the fair is because I love our story. I, I love the story that Michelle and I have. Um it's so it's very special to me. But I I have to say I grew up in Indiana. I was kind of a fair guy anyway, so um it is it is a great summer event that uh I love to do. It's um it's it is part of our family. Um And the food at the fair is phenomenal.
1: Now, you might recall that Matt and Michelle's first official meeting was at the BW3 on Bethel Road. If you've listened to Radio in Columbus for any length of time, you'll know Matt's voice. He's on 610-WTVN or has an afternoon drive show on 105.7 The Zone. Well, every Thursday evening during the Buckeye football season, Matt has a live broadcast from that same location, the BW3 on Bethel Road. But what's even more special about the location he's broadcasting from is the exact spot inside the restaurant. It's the same seat that he and Michelle had their first unofficial date back in 1996.
0: For Bucks Line, we have a a stage there uh, every Thursday. But I sit, I remember where we sat. It's exactly where we sat.
1: Next on A Fair to Remember, You'll hear the story of two band members whose only real way of initially talking was at the Ohio State Fair.
2: I guess I was trying to get over the feelings that I had. And then he did come to the fair and I kind of got a little upset because I was trying to move on and him being there was kind of impeding that.
1: Stand by. We're back in a minute one of the neatest things about producing this podcast is when you get to really know other people so a little background there uh matt and i actually used to work together at 610 WTVN, and he was the sports guy now he's on 1057 the zone uh part of the same uh, company but it's interesting to know that i i had no idea of that story and it's been so neat to get to know matt and also share his story with you and it's also cool to see the photographs that uh, pertain to his story. So if you want to see that, you can actually go to the fair's Instagram page and check that out. But if you've got a love story at the fair, I want to see photos. I want to see, um, you know, maybe you did a proposal at the fair. Maybe you proposed in the sky ride yourself. Whatever it is, we want to see. We want to get fair stories for uh, season two. So please go online to ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. Again, it's ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. Hey, quick second here. Uh, thank you for listening to A Fairy Remember. We really appreciate it. And please remember to give the show a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and share these episodes so more folks can hear about these stories. And don't forget, to hop on Instagram, Facebook, and tell us your story. Go to ohiostatefair.com as well, and uh, it's ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. That's the site you want to go to on there.
3: Lots of, lots of kids from my high school and my marching band had already been it in it because uh, our director was involved with the band, so... There were lots of kids from our high school who would end up going so I hear them talk all about how much fun they had at band at the state fair band all for like two weeks and a time it's like yeah that sounds fun I'll do that yeah.
1: <laughs> I like marching band that's the voice of Brian Stalder. it's 2007 he's a sophomore at the Parma Senior High School in Parma Ohio this girl named Kristen was also involved with the band.
2: My friend from last year who was my closest friend. There was Caitlin, and I was just hanging out with Caitlin, and we were like trying to pull in what rookies um, and get them to like you know acclimated. We we like to do that with every year we come in. We would find rookies and like help them get comfortable. So he was one of the rookies that we kind of recruited in, and uh, we met in the cafeteria, right? When we were about to perform on Main Street stage and we were joking around waiting to get up there, it was taking forever. And I was taking pictures and I was trying to get a picture of him and he wouldn't let me, he kept holding the cup up to the camera. I remember that, (laughs) I just kept trying. And then eventually I got a picture and I I like, I love that picture. It was the first picture I ever got of him. (laughs) That's when I started having a little tiny crush on you. I remember that. They actually have these little books that they give you to put people's contact information down. So like all of your friends and stuff, you all exchange your books and write down your numbers and your names and your addresses and everything. And so that's how we got each other's numbers. I still have that somewhere.
1: Very first time I got
2: his phone (laughs) number, I memorized it too.
1: Normally the next step is that they continue to talk and talk and talk and things eventually take off. But the next chapter for Brian and Krista wasn't that simple. He lived in Parma and she was in Bell Fountain. And to complicate things further, Kristen's family situation left her with no phone to call Brian.
2: We didn't actually have a real relationship after afterwards because of the distance. And I mean, we wanted to, but it didn't really happen. He visited me one time and because of my family situation, it like, he was a really good friend through all that and really helped me and talked me through a lot of hard things but we couldn't have a relationship because of the distance.
3: Oh, well, it was tough, but... Too much life going on and couldn't, I mean, we couldn't do much about it.
1: A year later, the 2008 fair rolls around. The band is back together and so are Brian and Kristen. Thoughts of college begin to enter their minds as they're still thinking about each other. After essentially being apart for a year, you think they'd have some kind of fairytale embrace right there in front of the cardinal entrance. But when seeing Brian again, Kristen's reaction was a little bit different. She ran away from him.
2: I guess I wasn't mad. I guess I was trying to get over the feelings that I had and move on. And then he did come to the fair and I kind of got a little upset because I was trying to move on and him being there was kind of impeding that. You know, we moved on because, once again, I had to go back home and where I did not have a phone or anything and he had to go back home and we couldn't, we, once again, that year, we didn't talk a whole lot. I got my acceptance letter at Ohio State in the spring of 2009 and the first person I called was him. I didn't, I didn't even care. Um, we were technically not allowed to make um, long-distance <laughs> calls or okay. any calls really from our home phone, and I didn't care. I called him immediately, and he was happy for me, and that was that was huge for me. Like he was the very first person I called when I got my acceptance letter to Ohio State because I knew he was there. I ended up going to school. It was only a few weeks before I went to school, and um, I moved in and he wasn't like he wasn't there he said that he wasn't coming back to school that he couldn't come back to ohio state
3: my grades weren't very good so i ended up my parents wanted me to uh, to come and go to take classes back at home and i fought them up that on that until there was no more time left to fight on it i didn't know what I wanted to do.
2: I started school obviously and um, I actually got into a relationship um, in my first year of college and that turned into a little bit of a long-term relationship. I had a dream about him and I thought about him. And I decided to reach out to him. And I Facebook messaged him. And to my surprise, the next morning, I had a message back.
3: I was just hoping that we would be friends again. And as I didn't, I didn't expect anything more than that, I was just hoping we could be friends again because we were close friends for such a long time.
2: In my message to him, I told him that I still wanted to be friends and that my relationship that I had was pretty serious, but I still like wanted him in my life as a friend. I told the person I was in a relationship with at the time that this was an old friend and that I really wanted to talk with him again so um, we invited him down for the weekend and um, Yeah, we just, we talked and hung out, like, it was old times, and I realized that I still had feelings for him. I still had feelings. Those feelings were still there. I really honestly didn't think that when he came that I would, like, immediately, you know, immediately have feelings for him or anything like that. I didn't think that. I didn't think that. I thought I was just getting my friend back, but when... When he came, I and I, it was like mind blowing to me, like how much my feelings were still there, and so I knew that I had to break off what my relationship that I had afterwards. Some people would say that it, it wasn't the, it was too fast or whatever. It was, it, I, knew, I knew, like, and I felt good about it, and I felt like this is what was my plan, like God's plan for me was this guy right here.
1: After nearly five years of a winding and often rocky path, these two band kids' lives became one as Brian saw Kristen marching towards him on their wedding day, November 16th, 2013. These days, there's a few more feet in step with Brian and Kristen. Their two daughters, ages three and one, have joined their family band.
3: We'll march with the alumni band. We'll, we we carried, carried her in the carry with, yeah. while marching in the band. And yeah. It was, it, it's great. They're gonna grow up with the band and grow up coming to the fair.
2: And know, know this story. Yeah, they'll, 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 they're gonna know everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: Coming up on A Fair to Remember, a preview of the next episode. That's next, we're back in 60 seconds. When I was talking to Brian and Kristen during the interview, they referenced uh, Roy Pollard's train and also I talked about Ed Gallagher and others as well. And there is so many stories and things that we should cover on this podcast that it is darn near impossible to actually go and tell those stories. Yeah, and I know that there is so much going on at the fair. Like you walk down the midway and you see the sky glider, you see the rides, you see the food, you see everything. And you ever stop and think about like what's their story? Like what's that vendor story? Like when you walk down the grounds, there's stories and people happening all around you. I hope that what this podcast does is kind of helps awaken that for you when you see the the stories happening here and you're listening to them that you kind of think, oh, man, that's where that was. So if you would like to submit your story and tell us what you're thinking, you can go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Ohio State Fair, but also check out OhioStateFair.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to A Fair to Remember. I am Vince Tornero, and I really appreciate you coming along this journey with us.
4: Turn it up! I still remember taking Bob Hope over a root beer and handing it to him on the stage when he was there
0: years ago. So I was down there and I was at the Florida State Fair and a friend of mine had a stand and he had them lined up in the rain. And I said, what are you doing,
1: Dennis? And uh, he said, uh, I'm selling a donut burger. It was a Thursday afternoon. She calls me and she says, where is it? The media is going crazy. I said, where's what? And what media are you talking about? And she says to me, where's the deep fried Buckeye? And I went, oh, um, it'll be here tomorrow. On the next episode, we're going to dive into the fryer and get to know the stories of people behind places like Tracy's Coney Dogs, the Donut Burger, and the iconic Fried Buckeye. This is going to be fun. And that's coming up on A Fair to Remember. (laughs) A Fair to Remember is presented by the Ohio State Fair and produced by Wessler Media. Shout out to executive producer and PR manager for the fair, Alicia Schultz. She given me the great honor to help tell these stories. Thank you to Brian and Jalen Call, Matt McCoy, Michelle Brecher, and Brian and Kristen Stalter. Your stories are precious and personal, and I hope I told them with love. Our opening theme is the beautiful Ohio Waltz. as performed by the 1994 All-Ohio State Fair Band. These episodes, expertly mastered and produced by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judo Recording Studios. And finally, thank you to anyone who's done anything at all to help make this podcast a reality. And thank you for attending the fair, because you too are a part of this great history. This has been A Fair to Remember. I'm your host, Vince Tornero, and I'll see you on the Midway. And now he's
2: a friend of ours. Yeah, he, he's in Cleveland. Hang on a second.
1: So, this guy who served you root beer back when you guys were in high school is like a friend now, and you still buy root beer from him?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love <laughs> it. I have
1: two bottles of it with his bottled logo in our
3: fridge. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So great. He started
2: making bottles, his own logo.
3: The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-media.com.